Hello and welcome to Grain Insight, a CN update on getting your grain to market. I'm Kate Fenske from CN Public Affairs and joining me is David Shinovic, CN's Director of Grain Marketing. David, one of the most important things for farmers that we know is the cost of doing business. So let's chat today about rail freight rates. How does the cost of rail freight fit in to grain pricing? Well, look, there's no rail freight cost itemized on a farmer's cash ticket. Farmers want to know what it costs to move grain by rail through the supply chain in relation to what price they receive for their grain, as well as what the price of grain is at export position versus the price they receive at the elevator. Now, when you hear the word basis, it refers to the difference in price between two physical points. Basis is not simply the cost of transportation from A to B. The export price free on board a vessel reflects international supply and demand factors, among other things. And the price varies with time. Besides supply and demand, the value of grain in the country takes into account the transportation and handling costs associated with getting that grain from the country elevator onto a vessel alongside a grain export terminal. A grain company sets the price in the country based on where they can, they need to, or want to buy grain. There's so many factors influencing these pricing decisions, including what competitors are offering, but always with an eye to where the farmer is willing to sell, as well as how much revenue can be extracted from the marketplace, especially at peak price periods. Can you give an example of how all of these pieces fit together in terms of the cost of rail freight in relation to the value of grain at export position versus the price of grain in the country? Sure. The gap between country and export prices varies over the course of the crop year, and it's influenced by so many factors. That gap is usually widest at harvest time when the crop's coming off, when supplies are greatest, as is the demand for delivery opportunity from farmers. That gap usually narrows later in the crop year when grain supplies in the country are lower and international competition gets more intense. Remember, most of the rest of the world's harvesting when farmers in Western Canada are putting the crop in. On average, the export market is trading two to three months forward. You can compare this to the price of grain in the country maybe for the next to nearby month as a good benchmark. How big that gap gets is different for every corridor. For this example, it's not unusual to see the gap between West Coast FOB export and Mid-Central Saskatchewan country prices for mid-protein spring wheat in that 90 to 100 Canadian dollar per ton range in the fall and winter in an average year. This year, the CN tariff for moving a unit train of wheat from the Saskatoon area to Vancouver has been around $40 per ton, and there's a bit of seasonality to the rates around that number. In this example, that leaves $50 to $60 per ton for the grain company involved in the transaction before their own costs are accounted for when it comes to fall-winter shipment. What does this all mean for farmers? Well, the bigger the rail the program that the grain supply chain can deliver from fall into early spring, the greater the opportunity for grain companies to maximize their profitability when the gap between country and export prices is greatest. You know, average weekly bulk grain shipments on CN have increased in that October to December window from 3,500 cars a week in 2009 to almost 5,500 per week in 2016. Thanks for your time, David. And thanks for listening to Grain Insight, an update from CN. If you have a topic you'd like us to cover in an upcoming podcast, please visit cn.ca slash grain to submit a question or find us on Twitter at CN Railway. And remember, so you don't miss an episode, you can listen and subscribe to CN's Grain Insight on Apple Podcasts and Google Play. Thanks again. Take care. (music) 